Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Jessica Bard, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. According to the United States Department of Agriculture, 10.5% of U.S. households were considered food insecure throughout 2020. Dr. Shri Banerjee is here to speak with us about three of his studies on the association between food insecurity, chronic disease, and mortality. Dr. Banerjee is a faculty member at Walden University in the School of Health Sciences, a clinical biostatistician, and an epidemiologist based in Loyola, Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Banerjee. You've done a lot of work on food insecurity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. Two studies in particular eventually sparked a third study. Take us through each of these studies and tell us what the inspiration behind continued research on these topics was. Research ideas are oftentimes difficult to come up with, and it takes a lot of pruning at the initial stages before you think of a good topic. And and so after I did my doctoral level studies, and I was thinking in terms of cardiorenal syndrome, which is a complex sort of chronic condition, I started then thinking of certain conditions and even certain types of socioeconomic variables to be thinking in relation to that. So hunger, you know, which is such a basic need, a basic human need, inherently, you would think, would be connected in some ways in contributing to diseases, things like that. So in a faculty meeting a number of years ago, when I met with colleagues, myself and another colleague who is also a dietitian, we talked about how to creatively understand um, cardiorenal syndrome and relate that to something like hunger. But this was such a complex topic. After discussing, we realized that it wasn't just about hunger, there was more components to this. And something called food insecurity was important to be thinking about. So what is the association between food insecurity, cardiorenal syndrome, and all-cause mortality among low-income adults, and what factors played a role in your results? Thank you for that question. So in this initial study, as I said, we were trying to look for, um, after I did my thesis, trying to look for some sort of connection between sociodemographic variables and um, cardiorenal syndrome. And one of those was hunger as being a basic human need that we were trying to look for an association with. And when we were at that faculty meeting, we were looking for creative ways that we could connect all of these variables. And so one way that we decided is that try to see if there was a modifying effect of hunger, or in this case, food insecurity, when we're talking about the association between cardiorenal syndrome and mortality. So the question was, individuals that were experiencing both food insecurity and cardiorenal syndrome, were they experiencing higher levels of mortality or not? And in this first landmark study, we found that it was. But in the second study, we decided to go bigger here. We decided to think bigger and realize that instead of just looking at the low income population that we were studying in the first study, we decided to look at the whole United States population. And this is again looking at the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, the same survey that we looked at in the first study, but looking at the whole population. And we found strong connections between food insecurity and mortality. 
So when we found this, and when we found this strong connection, we decided that we definitely needed to follow this up with another study that demonstrated now that not only is cardiovascular disease involved, but also another chronic condition which is very, very prevalent, which is diabetes and affects a lot of people. So when you're thinking about diabetes, and, and most, most patients that do either enter the office or clinic, they have multiple comorbidities, right? So when you think of diabetes, when you think of cardiorenal syndrome, cardiovascular disease in general, it's really important to be thinking about food insecurity. And that's what we found in our studies. In the abstract for one of these studies, you said food insecurity is known to be a major public health issue. There is limited data on food insecurity and chronic disease in the general population. Why would you say that is and what knowledge gaps exist here? It's, I think, really important to keep in mind, you know, when we're thinking about, as I said, one of the basic human needs, hunger, you initially think in a physiological way, right? So when you're thinking about uh, hunger cravings in the stomach, and you think that consuming food, that, that will satisfy that hunger. But the reality is, it gets much more complex than that. And there's community level issues, there's societal level issues, there's public health considerations that are surrounding this basic human need. And so this is why there is a more complex sort of questionnaire that's needed rather than just asking one question. And I feel like that might be one reason why there's not as much information out there yet, but there are in the last decade, there have been strides and progress made in not only creating modules and creating validated questionnaires, but also defining more components of this. Well, that goes right into my next question. How do you believe that your results should impact clinical practice? And to what levels does a clinician need to screen for food insecurity? In clinical practice, it's really important to be thinking in terms of chronic diseases holistically. So what I mean by that is that when you have chronic diseases, whether it is cardiovascular disease, diabetes, think about all of these conditions, you know, simultaneously and how it affects the person. So one way that this affects the person is through food insecurity. And so if you think about just the condition of diabetes and, and the fact that physiologically, the body is constantly in a starvation mode. And so that creates the need for special types of diet. So the fact that an individual may have access to food may even not be enough because people that have certain conditions have special dietary requirements. And so when you're thinking about screening, you want to not only be thinking about if there's adequate food, but in fact, one of the screening questions that's been provided by the USDA is actually talking about having a balanced diet. And that is really important as well in screening for food insecurity. And we'll link those resources on our website as well. What would you say are the overall take-home messages from your studies? 
One really important message and takeaway, I would say, is the need to be screening effectively for certain sociodemographic variables, certain social determinants of health. It is so important to keep these in mind. And there are five of them. And one of those food insecurity comprises. So if we can do our due diligence. Healthcare practitioners can just take an extra minute or two, just ask some of the questions from this screening tool, or even have patients fill out a questionnaire in the waiting room. Then this could really address some of the chronic conditions and actually improve patient outcomes. I think that's really important. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Banerjee. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? No, I think that's all. Thank you. Thank you for your time.